we're going to do part two of last week's message that uh, we began. And uh, I feel like I didn't even get a chance to finish, but yeah, it went so long. And so uh, I believe uh, that we'll be able to just uh, touch on it tonight and probably finish up uh, and uh, complete this maybe two-part uh, series on love for Wednesday night. Love, uh, I've entitled the message, Love Eternal and Enduring. Love Eternal and Enduring. This, this love life or this life of love that we talked about last week, uh, life of agape, which is the Greek word for love in the New Testament. There's uh, actually four words for love, four Greek words for love, uh, but we're focusing in on the God kind of love, agape, and pretty much the agape only showed up when uh, the Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul uh, inspired him to write 1 Corinthians 13. Uh, and other other passages in the scripture, because this kind of love is a love that the world was not familiar with until Jesus came into the world. And Jesus uh, lived out this kind of love. In fact, 1 John tells us that God himself is agape love or is the love of God. And so God himself is this kind of love. So it's kind of cool. I read one time, I think it was Henry Drummond's book, that uh, a study in, in, in love is a study in God. Yeah. You think about that. If you want to study God, why don't you study love? Mm -hmm. uh, we study a lot of other things. People want to sometimes get focused on um, spectacular supernatural things, and those are awesome. But God is love. And if you really want to know the intimate parts of God and in, uh, um, secret things of God, you need to know love and, and learn love. Yeah. So this love, operating in this kind of love, yielding to this kind of love, and giving this kind of love, puts you on a completely different uh, plane of life. That you're not um, overwhelmed or taken over by the desire for other things and trying to find your value in other things, but you get to love with this kind of love, and that brings you total freedom. Because you're not stuck anymore trying to perform or trying to live up to anybody's expectations except for his, that yeah. his is God, right? Except for your heavenly father. And when you know that he loves you, everything else just comes in line. Uh, you don't have to try to, you know, like little kids sometimes, uh, maybe you're a young person right now and you feel like, well, I want my friends to know this or that or whatever. No, if you know God loves you, you can kind of sit back and just be confident and know you're doing what you're doing. Just a natural example is, I love uh, the story of um, um, Berkshire Hathaway, <laughs> forgot his name, <laughs> Warren Buffett. And uh, Warren Buffett, somebody asked him, hey, what do you attribute your success to? And he said, well, uh, two things. This is just a natural example. He said, two things. He said, number one, I always had the unconditional love of my father. I knew no matter what happened, if I messed up, if I, if I went to do something and it totally fell apart, I knew my father loved me. And so I had the security then to go and do it. And number two, he said, I, I learned how to follow directions. Well, we'll talk about that another time. That's important as well. Uh, but we're talking about walking in love. And so when you know that you have the unconditional love of the perfect father, the father, I like how Carpenter's translation says, the father from whom all fatherhood takes its title and derives its name. He said, when I think of all the homes that I've been in, the good homes that I've been in with good fathers, and, I, I th and then I think about what fatherhood must mean in heaven. He said, 
then I multiply it a thousand, no, 10,000 times and think, wow, what a father, right? In other words, if somebody knows how to be a good father, it is God, the father of all fathers, the ultimate father. And so if you know that he loves you, you can have such boldness and such confidence because it doesn't matter what mistakes you've just made and what you've just done because of who loves you. Because God himself has moved heaven and earth to show his love to you. God himself has sacrificed his only son, Jesus Christ, to show his love for you. But God has demonstrates his own love for us in this, the Bible says, while we were sinners, Christ died for us. The godly died for the ungodly. That demonstrates the very love of God, that God would do that, that God would allow his son to be um, tormented and, and, and sacrificed because he loves us, that Jesus would freely give up his life because he loves you, because he loves me. Well, if, if you embrace that kind of love, if you open your heart to that kind of love, if you let that kind of love find its home on the inside of you and be settled on the inside of you, you know that you will sit a little taller, your, your head will be up a little more, and you'll stand and, and, and live in a greater security knowing that God loves you. Because why? Well, if he loved you that much Mm -hmm. that he moved heaven, earth, and hell to get to you through the sacrifice of the blood of his son, Mm -hmm. the life of his son, well, then whatever you're going through right now, whatever is facing you right now, don't you know that Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes on me shall never die. So your situation, if you look at it in light of the blood of Jesus and uh, the love of God to you demonstrated in the shedding of the blood of Jesus, well, man, it makes those things kind of get smaller and smaller and smaller in your vision because you realize, wait a second, even if I totally mess this up, even if I uh, totally just get off track and, and stumble and fall again and again and again, He loves me so I can have confidence and I can get up because God loves me. That that is such good news. And to me, it totally changes uh, everything. Like uh, this changes perspective. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but there's this picture. I'll have to show it to you sometime. And there's this car that went off the side of a road, uh, a little maybe a truck or something. I think it's a truck actually. Went off the side of a, a, a road and they got a picture of it, and you can see it's kind of like at an angle like this. There's a bridge up there. Maybe it's a 20, 20 foot uh, down or something like that. And you think, whew, that guy really ran off the road. Well, then they have another shot of it that's a super wide angle, and it must be in California or something because the, it's like a cliff that looks like it's almost a 1,000 feet high off the ground. And let me tell you, the perspective of those two pictures totally changes how you feel about that image. It changes how my stomach gets tighter, actually, when I look at the image. Because the one is like, oh, that is teetering on this 1,000-foot cliff, right? Before, it just looked like, oh, it ran down like a large shoulder of a road. But your perspective completely changes things. Mm-hmm. Well, when you begin to see... Wait a second. 
God does not deal with me according to my performance. That's so good. God does not look at me and say, well, uh, I'm going to be good to you because you are doing all these good things. But know that God looks at me and says, I am good to you because I choose to love you with full knowledge of your inabilities and your mistakes and even your bad tendencies. In fact, I saw it and I wasn't satisfied with you living like that because I love you so much that I sent my son to take the power of that sinful nature away from you and set you free so that you could live full and free for me. And then Romans 5, 5 says that the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. That's actually in the King James translation. But I also uh, looked up a couple other translations. Let me, let me look it up for you just real quick. Find it in my notes. <laughs> Sometimes that's hard. <laughs> Passion Translation says, And this hope is not a disappointing fantasy because we know and experience and can now experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who lives on the inside of us. Message says, we can't round up enough containers to hold everything God genu genu <laughs> generously <laughs> pours into our lives through the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And so God has poured his love into us. So not only has he directed his love towards us in giving of his only son and severing the power of sin from us and taking the sin nature out of us and making us brand new creatures that don't have a nature of sin. He, he has then poured, um, cascading into our hearts, mm -hmm. his love. Well, why? Because that's the spirit of God. The spirit of God um, is love. And he pours that love into our hearts. So instead of letting our flesh dominate us and rule us and call the shots. Mm -hmm. And instead of letting our mind that has not been thoroughly renewed with the word of God, instead of letting our reasoning dominate us and tell us, oh no, you, 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 you got to figure out a, a way to uh, be on top and you got to figure out a way to mm -hmm. uh, be... Um, glorified and for people to be like oh look at you are or you, you gotta like um you gotta protect yourself so you gotta like uh, shy away from people and not be around people no 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 we are to let our spirits dominate us mm -hmm. let our spirits have dominion because in our spirits like we said last week we have become one spirit with god's spirit and his spirit is love and so when we do that and when we let our spirits dominate us, we will be yielding to the love of God. And when we yield to that love, we open ourselves up to say, you know what? Like First uh, uh, John, I think it's uh, 4, 19 says, we love because he first loved us. Mm -hmm. And so then we receive his love then we can love other people, we're loved ourselves, and then we stand secure in who He has made us to be, and we don't despise or hold in low regard His love for us or the price uh, that His love paid for us because He values us. So He values you, He has a plan for you,
you're not just a low life, you're a high life, right? He, he has, think of how valuable, how valuable would an item be or a person be if God himself uh, sacrificed the life of his son because that was so valuable. In other words, our value, if you want to know if you're valuable, look at the price that was paid. Something that's valuable, uh, you, you know, like what, what is the price paid for that? What would somebody pay for that? That's how you determine value. Well, look what someone, uh, and happens to be the most powerful, all-knowing, mm-hmm. um, knows every detail about you, uh, being in the universe. Look what he paid for you. Yeah. Look at the price he paid. So you have such value and you have such purpose and you are here on the earth in 2020 for a reason. I don't care how old or young you are. God has a purpose for your life. And the only way that you'll know that purpose is that you get acquainted with the love of God. You embrace that love and that you listen with the ears of your heart, which is your spirit to what he's telling you, what he's saying to you. And you'll notice that he's surrounding you in faith and love, that you can do it, that you have ability, and that he loves you. And because of that love, you don't have to shy away from stuff, Mm -hmm. but you can boldly embrace uh, the challenges that the world would bring because God loves you. Therefore, if you know your heavenly Father loves you, you can just go at it. And if you get up and you stumble and you fall, you just get up again because God loves you. Because it doesn't matter what happened yesterday. It doesn't even matter what happened today if you know that God loves you. So I encourage you today, just open your heart to the love of God. Receive what he has poured into your heart. Like uh, open, open your life in every area to his love. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't shy away. You know, the most uh, private parts of your life, the, the things that no one knows, God knows and yet he loves you. God knows and he's not ashamed of you. He, he, is, he is, knows that the devil uh, tricks you. He knows that sometimes the flesh will trip you up. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the midst of that, he paid the price for you to be close to him mm-hmm. and for you to be near to him. Hallelujah. God. Hallelujah. Well, I want to read just to close out. I want to read um, Hayford's translation of uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. I'm going to read uh, actually a, a portion of verse 1 first from Hayford translation. It says, Without love, the most magnificent manifestation of gifts and the most heroic self-sacrifice mean nothing. In other words, you could be doing a lot of other things in life, but if you don't have love, there is not the meaning uh in those things, even though they may be good things, but without love, there's not the meaning in them. Now, verse four, love suffers long, having patience with imperfect people. Love is kind and active in doing good. It does not envy since it's non-possessive and non-competitive. It actually wants other people to get ahead. Hence, it does not parade itself. Love has a self-effacing quality. It is not ostentatious. Love is not puffed up, treating others arrogantly. It does not behave rudely, but displays good manners and courtesy. Love does not seek its own, insisting on its own rights, demanding precedence. Rather, it is unselfish. Love is not provoked. It is not irritable or touchy, rough or hostile, but is graceful under pressure. 
Love thinks no evil. It does not keep an account of wrongs done to it. Instead, it erases resentments. Love does not rejoice in iniquity, finding satisfaction in the shortcomings of others and spreading an evil report. Rather, it rejoices in the truth, aggressively advertising the good. Love bears all things, defending and holding other people up. Love believes the best about others, credits them with good intentions, and is not suspicious. <laughs> Boy, I, I, it's really hard for me not to just go off on some of these and, and minister on them because the you know if you if if you haven't been hit with with something, just wait because you will be. Love hopes all things, never giving up on people, but affirming their future. Love endures all things persevering and remaining loyal to the end. I like how King James says that love never fails. And so if you have failure in your relationships, uh, you know, check out on your love life. Check up on your love life. Uh, Mark 11:25 actually says, and when you stand praying, forgive. What's before that? Well, that's the great uh, faith uh I don't know what you call it, exposition or the teaching that Jesus gave from Mark 11, 22 to 24, but really it includes 25. And when you stand praying, forgive. In other words, if you don't walk in a love and forgiveness, your faith won't work because faith works by love. And faith is the greatest thing because, uh, excuse me, love is the greatest thing because your faith won't work without love. Mm-hmm. And then your faith won't work without hope. So you got, you know, these things endure, uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 13, these things will, things will last or endure, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other two really are dependent on love. And so love is a wonderful thing. And we want to embrace the love of God so that we can give the love of God. Once I'm fully loved, I can love. Once I understand, you know, I have been fully loved. Once I embrace that and open my heart to that, then when I'm uh, wanting to love other people, I'm not being selfish and self-centered and thinking of myself because love doesn't do that. In fact, Weiss translation right before he goes through uh, verse four through eight says, uh, love impels you to deny yourself for the sake of the one that you love. And so Thank God for the love of God. Let me pray over you. Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for uh, pouring that love uh, overflowing into our hearts, that we have more than enough of your love on the inside of us. Thank you, Father. Help us to embrace and open ourselves to that love, not to, to live by the flesh or the natural mind, but to live by our spirits where you are and where your love is at. Thank you so much. Thank you for shoring us up, making us secure in that, and help us to give that love and that nature to other people. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. If you're watching with us tonight and you have never received the love of God, this, this kind of love is foreign to the world. And I want to read to you uh, John 3.16 in the Amplified Translation. It says, For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave up his only begotten unique son so that whoever believes in, trusts in, clings to, relies on him, shall not perish, come to destruction, be lost, but have eternal everlasting life. And so the only way that you can have everlasting life and the only way that you can have the love of God is to receive his son. By receiving his son, you receive his love. And the way that you do that is you 
turn away from yourself and you put your faith, full faith and trust in God. All right? And so if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, the Bible says you will be saved. I'm going to pray a prayer in just a minute. And if you'd like to receive Jesus, all you have to do is just believe in your heart and say with your mouth what I'm going to pray because I'm praying the scripture with yeah. you and you will be saved, the Bible says. Guarantees it. Praise you just believe with your heart, confess with your mouth. That's how you're born again. Uh, so just say this with me. Say, oh God, oh God, I come to you in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. I come to you in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. And that you raised him from the dead so I could be right with you. And you raised him from the dead so I could be right with you. I now take him as my Lord and Savior. I now take him as my Lord and Savior. He is mine. He's mine. And I am his. And I'm his. Jesus, Jesus, you are my Lord. You are my Lord. I'm living for you. I'm living for you. Not myself. Not myself. Every single day. Every single day. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. For saving me. For saving me. And bringing me into your family. And bringing me into your family. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you just Praise prayed that God. prayer, you have just been recreated on the inside. Your slate has been wiped clean. Your, your life is brand new. You got a fresh start in life. Yep. Congratulations. <laughs> We're so thankful and uh, so happy, so full of joy. And the Bible even says that the angels are rejoicing when one person sinner turns to the Lord. And so when we turn to the Lord, our sins are wiped away. Our sins are forgiven. Uh, we're recreated in Christ, made brand new.